0: Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru podcast. The NRL season's over now, and due to COVID, we're lucky enough to have the State of Origin period happening at the end of the year. It's going to be a cracking three weeks on the Rugby League Guru podcast. Origin, it's my favourite time of the year. Let's kick it off. I was sent a message by one of my followers the other day, Maddie Quinnell, mate. Thanks for reaching out. And it really got me thinking. He put a really good question to me. He said, um, which players, you know, couldn't play Origin that were Kiwis or Poms or, you know, any other country that they weren't able to play Origin, but they really would have suited the Origin landscape. And it got me thinking, you know, there are just so many Poms, Kiwis and, you know, other nationalities that, Haven't been able to play Origin, but I just think they would have suited it perfectly. Now, I've come up with my top five players that I would have liked to have seen play Origin and had their chance in that arena. Because the reality of Origin is that it's what takes you to that next level. I mean, you have a look at all the Immortals, you know, of, of the last 20 or 30 years. Like, they've all gone and played Origin, and it takes them to that next level. Yeah, it builds the legend around them. I mean, you look at Wally Lewis, Joey Johns. Like, they've all got the guys that have become Immortals, Mal Meninga, They've got these amazing stories and these amazing achievements from Origin Football. And some of these guys on this list, that they didn't have that opportunity or they're never going to have that opportunity. And it it sort of holds them back from taking their career to the next level. Now, some notable mentions I had, I'll just go through a few. Ruben Wiki, um, New Zealand legend, just one of the toughest blokes you could ever meet. I think he would have absolutely carved up in the uh, State of Origin arena. Another one's Gareth Ellis, uh, another POM that came over that played for the Tigers. I want to say the 20, probably late 2000s, early 2010s. Sensational footballer, tough as nails. Had a heap of skill to go with him as well. I think he would have been really good in that arena. Um, a more modern one, Brendan Smith. I would love to see the cheese play. He's just got that sort of, you know, I don't know how to describe it. It's, it's just that sort of fuck you attitude, and he's just going to come at you all day. And I just think... He would be brilliant. I mean, if he's going to play for Queensland, to be honest with you, I don't want anything to do with him playing Origin. But to see him out there either side, I think he would just love that arena. You know, you ask for the toughest guys to stand up. And Brandon Smith, at such a young age, he's done it on so many occasions. Did it again in the grand final. Just a sensational footballer. Johnny Bateman's another one I'd love to see. Just left the Canberra Raiders, heading back to England. But another one, just just puts his head where I wouldn't put my foot, Johnny Bateman, with a heap of skill to go with him, I think he'd be sensational. Um, A couple of halves that I would really like to see, or a couple of ball players. first one, of course, is Stacey Jones. Um, I think Stacey Jones, he came along that same year as Joey, Freddie, Lockie, and I think if he was Australian and he was able to play at Origin and stuff, I think he really would have taken the game to a new level. Um, he's obviously a hall of famer, but you know he could have been more than a hall of famer if Stacey Jones was in, you know, an Australian system, and if he was playing Origin, and if he had that chance, those chances on the big stages to stand up and deliver in real championship teams. I mean, playing for the Warriors, he had a few sensational moments. obviously, his try in the 2002 Grand Final is something I'll never forget. One of the best individual tries I've ever seen, but. Would have been sensational seeing play Origin, you know, in the team surrounded by the best players. You got to remember with Stacey, whenever he played for the Kiwis, you know they had a really handy side. Don't get me wrong, but some of the guys they were coming up against—that's possibly the best era of the Kangaroos we've seen. You know, Joey, Freddie, Danny Badiris was coming through, like just, just some sensational footballers there that Stacey had to take on. I would have loved to have seen him with, you know, a state of Origin squad around him. He could have been anything. Um, another guy is Gareth Widdop. Now, Gareth Widdop, a, a little bit underrated in my opinion, but what he did at the Dragons and at the Melbourne Storm before that was sensational. I think the Blues could have really done with her, ha- having Gareth Widdop in their side uh, when they were taking on that Melbourne Juggernaut, uh, sorry, that uh, Queensland Juggernaut, essentially Melbourne with the big three there. I think Gareth Widdop would have done really well. Another one that's flying under the radar for me a little bit is Isaac Luke. Um, I think when he was at his peak, you know, that 2014, 15, 16, and, and before that, I think state of origin would have really suited him and you know the Blues didn't really have a standout hooker then you know Farah and Michael Ennis were fighting for it but Isaac Luke he's just got that that attitude where he'll just take you on all day so good at a dummy half I think as as like a 14 for the Blues he would have been sensational you know he could have thrown him into 13 he's that sort of a fella at his peak that he would have just wreaked havoc the last guy I have mentioned is Roger tuivasa shek now Roger I, I just I hold him in such high regard I think he's going to be the best kiwi player we've ever seen and there's a there's a number of really quality fullbacks running around in in the origin level at the moment and has been the last two or three years obviously roger played for the roosters and stuff hasn't spent much time up in queensland but would would have played for the blues and i just think if you throw roger into the mix there you know where would james tedesco be like i think you would have had to have picked roger you know 2017 2018 so it really could have changed the narrative a lot because he was sensational then he just took his game to a new level. With his ACL injury, you probably would have seen Tedesco sneak in there, but, geez, they would have had one hell of a fight for it. And, of course, Roger at the Roosters, he was, you know, one of the best wingers in the game, so he could have played out on the Sting net in Origin too. He would have been sensational coming out of his own end with his fast feet. The ball playing he's developed now and a real leader, a real tough guy, Roger Tuovasashek. And the last guy, sorry, I said RTS was the last, but the last one and this... This is one that I just think he would have just taken origin to a new level, and he was really close to making my top five. He just missed Ali Lawatiti, one of my favorite players ever. Ali, he was once described as the Michael Jordan of Rugby League. He could just do anything, and I love the way that Ali Lawatiti approaches his footy. He would have been a, an absolute handful in origin at his peak. I, I, still, I still can't believe that the Warriors let him go in. 03, I think it was. I think it's the worst mistake the franchise has ever made, personally. I think if you would have kept him in Australia and if he was able to play Origin, he would have absolutely terrorised at that level. He was Sonny Bill before Sonny Bill arrived. Lowatiti was one hell of a talent. That's our notable mentions all wrapped up. Let's kick off our top five players that the guru would have loved to have seen play Origin football.
1: Number five.
0: Jason Taumalolo comes in at number five for me. Tongan International, former Kiwi International. And Taumalolo, he's one of the standout guys that I look at. When I spoke about earlier when I said that some guys, because they don't get to play Origin, they don't get to elevate their career to the next level. And Jason Taumalolo is a cracking example of that. Now, hopefully what he does with Tonga is going to take him to that next level as far as rugby league folklore goes. And, you know, his legendary status, of course, you know he's he's the a forward hasn't dominated like Jason Tamalolo in forty odd years. I mean you only have to look at the Dally M. I think I think he's collected two Dalie Ms already. The last guy to do that was Gavin Miller, a guy I've spoken about a lot. For a forward to do it in the modern game, simply unbelievable. For a hooker, halfback, five eight or fullback, if you're not playing one of those positions and you win a Dally M. Fuck me, that's impressive, incredibly impressive. Tamalolo, he's just setting new standards as far as forwards go. I mean the meters that he makes in a bad game. They used to be a sensational game five years ago. He really has changed the game forever, and it's unfortunate that he will never get to test himself on the biggest stage, which is state of origin football. I imagine whichever team had him, it would be a huge advantage. Number four, Benji Marshall comes in at number four for me. Benji's just been a superstar of our game for the last fifteen years, and he's one of the guys that's really changed our game forever. He's the first real um, like YouTube sensation. So he burst onto the scene with this massive step that. You know, we hadn't seen a step like that since Freddie in, you know, the late 80s. And when he emerged in, I want to say, 03, 04 at the Tigers, I think he played in like a sevens comp there. And then he made his debut. I'm pretty sure it was up there in Brisbane. And I just remember the first time he stepped, it was like he sidestepped himself. It was just, we hadn't seen anything like it before. And, you know, obviously 05, he wins that premiership in that grand final. He throws that amazing flick pass, which, you know, it sort of started a new trend in rugby league. Yeah, like that was always, you know, a... Um, such a, it was always considered such a risky play and, you know, it was coached out of kids and it then started to be that, you know, you would practice those. It didn't mean you'd do it all the time, but you would practice it. You'd have it in your kit bag. And, you know, I remember Benji saying that when they grew up in New Zealand, that was just part of your skill set. You needed to be able to do that sort of stuff. And Benji revolutionized the game. You know, he really did. He changed it. As I always say, rugby league, it's an entertainment business. And for, you know, six or seven years there, Benji Marshall, he was the most entertaining product that we had he was amazing. He's, you know, he, he he's what brought on guys like Sean Johnson and some of these other superstars that we see nowadays, Caelan Ponga, the way that he moves. And Benji Marshall, he really did change the game forever. And as we all know, he's a Kiwi and he wasn't able to play Origin. And, geez, during that, like, 2009, 2010, 2011, Benji Marshall, he was the best player in the game. I think he won the Golden Boot 2010. He was just untouchable. And I think that if he was able to have entered the Origin Arena, obviously he went to school up in Queensland and, um, Then I'm pretty sure he's a keeper, park boy. And then he came down to the West Tigers. So, geez, it would have been an argument for him to play for both states. And I just think 2010, 2011, those sort of times when Queensland were so dominant, if you were to throw him into the New South Wales side, where, you know, our halfbacks and our 5'8s, they were nowhere near the elite level of the uh, Queensland players in those positions. And if you could have thrown a Benji in, it really could have been anything. Wherever Benji goes, there's highlights. I mean, he's, what, 32, 33. Now, he might even be older and he's still carving up the NRL. He is still just putting on highlight after highlight. He's, he's changed his game. He's adapted his game as he's got older, as the legs have started to go for him a little, a little bit. And some of the highlights that he could have provided instead of...
1: Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details.
0: Origin, it could have just been anything. Uh, he's one guy that I would have loved to have seen being able to test himself there. He's up there as the best New Zealand player we've ever seen, if not the New like arguably the best New Zealand player we've seen. And Jeez, I would have loved to have seen him take on the Origin Arena. It would have been something special. Number three. Our first Englishman on our list is Adrian Morley. When Morley arrived over from England in the early 2000s at the Roosters, he just changed the way they played. He just brought this new level of aggression to that footy side. He was simply incredible. One of the most competitive guys you could ever find. And, you know, it's it's all good and well to be competitive, but when you mix it with. Just, I don't even know how to describe it It was like anger and rage that would come out of Adrian Morley Some of the stuff he used to do on the field, you know If he did it on the street, you get 10 years for it He was just an absolute maniac And he just loved to take on any challenge You know, there was so many times in big games when the Roosters were on the back foot and he would just turn it in an instant. I mean, you go back and look at that 2002 Grand Final. um, Richard Villasanti comes out and puts a bit of a cheap shot on Brad Fittler, scones him in the head, has him bleeding, has him dazed. And Adrian Morley he just clicks into gear. He just goes berserk. He comes back and puts a massive shot on Villasanti, absolutely feeds him. That's the sort of footballer he was. There was a couple of times there where he came out of the line for the Roosters, put on these massive shoulder charges and they were just, they were momentum turning plays. Yeah, he just used to throw the kitchen sink at everything he possibly could. I mean, we go and have a look at his test footy and, you know, it's not a positive moment but it shows the sort of of, uh, approach that Adrian Morley had to his game when, I think it would have been 2003 and uh, England kick off and... The, the kangaroos, they catch it, they give it to their front rower, Robbie Kearns, coming out of the in goals. And Adrian Morley, just coming 100 miles an hour, ready to rip in, just took Robbie Kearns's head off, and he was sent off after 12 seconds. And, you know, I spoke to Craig Fitzgibbon earlier uh, in the year, and he spoke about that moment. And he said that, you know, they finished the anthem, and he looked at Adrian Morley, and he winked at him. And Fitzy just sort of thought, oh, Jesus, you know, obviously club teammates at the Roosters, he knows him pretty well, thinking, fuck, he's on tonight. And the first moment he does that and gets sent from the field, it's that sort of passion that Adrian Morley brings. You know, He was no stranger to a sin-bidding or a send-off. He had a heap for the Roosters, but big moments, he stood up. He's one of the toughest players to ever play our game, and I think if he was to have played State of Origin, he would have been sensational, especially in those early 2000s. Watching him go head-to-head with Shane Webke in the front row, wow, it would have been special. Adrian Morley there's not many guys around like him the Roosters absolutely nailed that pick it would have been fantastic to see him play State of Origin and as he only ever played for the Roosters it would be more than likely well, I'm a certain that he would have played for the Blues which would have been sensational number two Sonny Bill Williams comes in at number two for me and you know need I say more about this bloke you know he's just been an absolute juggernaut, whether it be rugby league, rugby union, sevens, whatever it might be that Sonny Bill does, he is successful at. We saw him burst onto the scene in he won the premiership in 2004 with the Canterbury Bulldogs, and he just had an impact on that team straight away, and that was a team of just all-star forwards, I mean, off the top of my head, you know, Willie Mason, Andrew Ryan, Marco Mealy there was just Rennie Matsua there's just superstar after superstar in that squad and here's this 18 year old kid he hasn't worked out if he's a centre or a second row yet he's only been playing league for a couple of years and he just set it a lot and within a few years he was a superstar of the game and of course we all know the story he leaves Canterbury um, you know essentially takes off in the middle of the night he gets on a plane, and he's, he's on his way to Europe to play rugby union and he He floated around for a long time. He ended up finding a home in Super Rugby, um, was a champion for the All Blacks, won World Cups there, won Super Rugby titles, did everything, and then returned to the Roosters in 2013, uh, obviously delivering them that premiership that year, and he was sensational. And, you know, in the first half of that 2013 Grand Final, had a pretty average game, to be honest with you. I was a little bit disappointed with him. Second half, though, he came out and he produced the play that won that for them. Yeah, he produced the pass to James Maloney, I believe, off the top of my head, the offload that put him through. Eventually, Sean kennedy Dow scored off it. Just a sensational footballer, and he's one of those guys that... Another guy that, you know, we speak alongside Benji Marshall, who really did change the game. Um, I speak quite often about a guy named Ali Lawatiti for the New Zealand Warriors, who uh, it's the biggest mistake the Warriors have ever made letting him go, and I spoke about him earlier today, and I said he was the Sonny Bill before Sonny Bill. Now, unfortunately, he played his uh, career out in England, but Sonny Bill, you know, we saw his entire career play out. We saw him just every time he came to the Roosters, they achieved success. Of course, the wheels fell off at the end of this year. I know there's a lot of you that don't like the Roosters and don't like Sonny that argue that, and that's fine. But the guy's a culture changer. And, you know, state of origin, it's a lot about attitude. You've only got 10 days to prepare for a game. You're not going to teach the players something new. It's about the culture and the attitude you can bring. And I just think that having a guy like Sonny Bill in your team, whether it's Queensland or New South Wales, if you look across the change room and Sonny Bill's there at his peak and you're running out to play origin, you're about to go to war, having him would be a massive advantage. The, the temperament and the attitude that he brings to footy Would be sensational in State of Origin Not to mention the extra skill set Imagine those shoulder charges back in the mid-2000s in Origin It would have been unbelievable The best of the best going up against each other Which would have included Sonny Bill Williams Who was you know the most dangerous player on the field in attack and in defence He was the most feared player in rugby league One hell of an athlete and I re- He's one that I really wish we could have seen him play State of Origin Because it would have taken his game to a new level Number 1 Sam Burgess comes in at number 1 for me and I don't think this will be much of a shock to many people. I don't think there is a player that's ever been more suited to state of origin who couldn't play than Sam Burgess. What he did when he arrived in Australia was sensational and realistically it started before then. I remember all those years ago I couldn't even tell you what year it was. It must've been late 2000s and I was watching him play for England against New Zealand and England put a drop out on and they kicked it straight to New Zealand and they kicked it straight to Fui Moi Moimoy. And you'll remember from that oh nine, oh eight, sort of twenty ten period, Fui Fui Moimoy was an absolute monster. And he came charging onto that ball, one hundred miles an hour, and there was this second rower standing there, and he absolutely levelled him a massive shoulder charge. I've never seen I had never seen and I never saw it again. Fui Moi Moimoy get hit like that. And it was Sam Burgess, he was eighteen years old. And I just sat back in my chair and went, "Oh fuck, who is this?" And then I realised he's the kid that South Sydney's got coming. And you just straight away went, "Oh my god, there's something special here. This kid's different." And then you watched him play, and he had a bit of skill to him. He could move. Yeah, he had a good step. He was he was aggressive the entire game. It wasn't a one-off moment. And then when he finally arrived out to South Sydney, you could just tell there was something special about it, and it built over the next few years. There was a couple of highlights there that I'll never forget. I mean. I remember the day that, I think it was, was it Timmy Grant returning it for Penrith? And he absolutely jammed him. I, another hit that I'll never forget. He just hit him with the right shoulder with everything he could. And i tell you what, there was nothing scarier than when you'd see the replays of Sam Burgess' big shots. Because you'd see him come from the screen. You'd see him come from 10 metres with just eyes like a fucking serial killer. And he would be coming in, zoning in on you. And these these, these front rowers and second rowers, or, you know, occasionally the winger that was taking these hit-ups... I just couldn't think of anything worse. How do you avoid this bloke? He's going 100 miles an hour. He never misses. Just going berserk. And then with the ball in hand, some of the offloads and the runs he'd produce, he would just bend a line. He'd turn momentum in a split second. He was just as tough as they possibly come. And I think that was summed up, of course, in the 2014 Grand Final. That performance was incredible. Clive Churchill winning performance there from Sam Burgess and I remember being out there at that game and watching that first hit up where he he collided with James Graham and he reeled out of the tackle and you could just tell something wasn't right. You could tell by the way the rest of the South Sydney players reacted something wasn't right and Sam just kept going. He just kept pushing forward and he had a fantastic game that night. There's a lot of stars for South Sydney but that's the story that really sticks with you. And, I mean, it it takes you back to 1970. As we spoke to Scotty Sattler the other day about his dad, John, did the same thing, broke his jaw in the grand final, pushed through the entire game. Yeah, John's was a worse break, but for Sam Burgess to do what he did there, simply incredible. I think he played the whole game. I don't think he came off. Do that with a jaw that was broken like Sam Burgess's uh, just to get the job done. It's an origin play. We talk about origin plays, and I don't know if there's a guy that's produced more origin plays in his career without playing State of Origin than Sam Burgess. Simply incredible. He could just lift an entire team. And I mean, and I'll be the first one to admit, I bagged the hell out of South Sydney at the start of this year. I said their forward pack isn't up to NRL standard. Then all of a sudden Sam Burgess comes in as one of the assistant coaches and you could see, you could see in all their training pitches, everything they do, he spent a lot of the time with the forwards and he just embedded something in them. Wayne Bennett knew that that's a guy we need to have around this team and you could just tell all of their forwards, they went to a new level this year, you know, like Totola. Ah, uh, Harm Sele, all these fellas, Liam Knight, tell that they were being pushed by something, and you can tell me it's Wayne Bennett, that's fine, but don't tell me that Sam Burgess didn't play a role. He's a special footballer, and if we would have been lucky enough to have him in state of origin, I think he would have taken his game to a completely new level. He just loved, he loved aiming up for competition like that. He loved taking his game to a new level. The aggression he would have brought in State of Origin, it would have been scary. And I mean, he would have been playing for New South Wales once again during all that time, coming up against that champion Queensland side. You know, we talk about often, I spoke about Shane Webke the other day, if you've got the toughest guy on the field, it's massive. Sam Burgess was playing State of Origin for New South Wales. New South Wales would have had the toughest guy on the field every time he stepped on it. An incredible footballer, tough as nails with a huge skill set. I would have loved to have seen Sam Burgess play State of Origin football. It would have been special.